0: hello how are you doing welcome to episode 2 of my birthday series my name is chidi isaac aka ci magic and my birthday is 18 days away now remember my goal for sharing all of these stories with you is to share my learnings and let you see how i overcame certain things at different points in my life so that you can find a, a thing or two to implement in your own situation right um today in today's gist i remember in the last podcast i spoke about how i used to be shy how it affected me and how i came out of it now if you indeed listened closely to that episode you would remember that i mentioned that i will talk about what happened to me in primary one now, this episode will get its name in that spontaneous moment when Anchor asks me to name the episode. But for now, I would just say that today's episode is about bouncing back from what seems like a failure or a setback. Um, I remember when my family moved from where we were living to Navytown, Navytown in Ojo. I had completed nursery one and two. Now I was supposed to start primary one, but Nigerian Navy Primary School said they couldn't admit me straight into primary one. I had to go do nursery one and two again. So, I was a little child, right? I don't remember if I felt strong very strongly about it. I just know that it was it didn't feel right. I didn't, it wasn't right that I was in nursery one again because I had already done nursery one and two and I was in the same class as my younger sister. So that's all I remember, but I don't remember feeling, you know, very disappointed or very sad. But I know I felt this this isn't right, there's something wrong about this. I was older than almost everybody in the class, and I remember my nursery one teachers, Mrs. Anu and Mrs. Nwan They didn't expect much of me at first, you know, that thing where you see this older child in class and you just assume, oh, they are not so smart, that's why they are in this class. But as time went on, they realized I was actually really smart, right? by nursery 2 there was a bully in my class who made it his life's mission to beat me every single day his name was mba jackson now <laughs> i have forgiven him so mba jackson if you are listening know that i have forgiven you I, you know i didn't realize that i hadn't forgiven him until i was in secondary school i think that day i was talking about something and um I, I I I I was talking about what I had gone through in his hands, right? In nursery school and I heard myself say, "Kai, I can't forgive I can't forgive that guy." And I was shocked, like, "What, today What did you just say?" And there and then, in that conversation, I said it out loud, "Mba Jackson, I forgive you." So, yeah. If you're listening to me, I forgave you a long time ago, but yeah, this is a story I, I like to share cuz it links up to something so every day when i stepped out for break i'll first get a beating from mba jackson before i go play at the swing or whatever but somehow i didn't let it get to me too much it made me not like going to school but at the same time i liked school so i was able to you know in spite of the fear of getting a beating go to school and give my best still so in fact there was one day that i kind of fought back funny enough another classmate of mine Raji had come to my rescue I don't know if Raji will recognize me if he sees me or if I would even recognize him if I see him today but I remember his name somehow so Raji had come to rescue me and Mba Jackson was beating him and beating me too at the same time so Raji was on top of me getting a beating and I just got frustrated like what's all this so I pushed both of them off and I walked away like I just walked off Well, at the end of first term, nursery two first term, I remember my mom telling me that my teacher had informed her that they were going to organize an exam for me. So if I I passed this exam, I would move to primary one in second term instead of continuing with nursery school. How did this happen? Well, my teacher had been diligent enough to inform the school that there was an Einstein in her class. (laughs) Well, let's just say it was obvious that I was not adequately challenged in that class. So the exam happened i passed and off i went to primary school in second term now i was put in primary 1c school 2 my my primary school was very big both in terms of the physical mass and the number of students right so we had um, school 1 and school 2 primary 1 to 6 on both sides so i was put in primary 1c school 2 men (laughs) That was my one and only time being in school, too. That class was the Wild West. One C and one B were always fighting. Goodness, I'm talking about people getting injured kind of fight. Like you would see blood on your classmates kind of fight. And then one day the two bullies of the class came up to me to try and see if, you know, they could um find if they could mess with me if I was one of if I was going to be one of their subjects now the shorter one was the boss <laughs> so he told his minion to kick me now all that was playing in my head was eh i am not going to have an Mba jackson repeat never so even though my heart was pounding so hard against my chest that i couldn't even hear myself i stood my ground i kicked him back and i was like see you're not ashamed of yourself it's this shorty that is controlling you i will beat both of you together and as soon as this short guy i, I think his surname was bad moss because his older brother was late i later got to know his older brother i think when i was in primary four yeah, or so so he realized i was trying to sow discord in his team so he was like let's go let's go just leave her, let's go and that was it that was my first victory in primary school that was my first victory in primary one school two now second term came and came to an end we got our report cards and i placed 20th position in a class of 60 yeah there were 60 people in my class i couldn't go home school was over everyone had gone home the whole place was empty and i was just there hanging around and crying because how do i take a report card that says 20th home to my parents that i had been saying first at what second on my report card all this while now somehow the gate man found me i don't know why he was going th- through the school he found me and he asked me what what was I doing there and all of that. I showed him my report card and I was like, where's your first time result? Why is your first time result not here? I explained to him that I had just joined the class and he encouraged me to go home. He told me my dad would be proud of me, blah, blah, blah. Funny enough, I got home and my dad wasn't exactly proud of me. But, you know, he encouraged me. He told me it, um, he couldn't have expected me to just join primary one in second term and you know come out top of the class but that he trusted me i was going to do better and all of that third term came and i placed 16th again i was very sad because i felt i had no excuse this time right but i wasn't as hard on, on myself as the first time you know because you know how it is when something repeats itself it doesn't give that sting like the first time but then I realized that it was also prize giving day. That day in, in, in primary one third term, where we collected our report card. And they were calling people up to receive their prizes. And I didn't even have a hope of my name being called because I knew what my result was. So I promised myself I was going to get called up the next session. Now primary two first term came and I placed first. First position. And if you go to my Instagram, you would see a picture of me receiving my pri- my gift on prize giving day primary two third term because prize giving day happened at the end of the session your third term your position in third term is a summary of your three times work so yes in that picture i was quite big yes i was seven going on eight at the end of primary three at the end of primary two rather yeah so now the lessons first i feel like everything in my life has always been divinely orchestrated now coming into primary one with my history of being bullied i could have seen the confrontation with those two bullies as okay this is how life is you just have to always be bullied you know and then you know carry myself in a way that will continually attract bullies to me because just like dogs smell fear bullies smell low self-esteem and they build on that to you know bully the person but I stood up to them in spite of the dread in my heart. And I think that's one thing that has worked for me again and again. You know, many people know me who know me will call me daring or courageous or a risk-taker. But the thing is, I'm constantly weighing my options. I had a chance to make them believe I wasn't scared of them. I had to take it. Cause I told myself, after all, I'm big. They are likely to believe that I can beat them, especially if I don't look scared. Now, have it in mind, I was just six years old at the point that happened in primary one. Now, I feel like my dad also noticed this side of me and foiled it, or maybe he just had it it in him too, and I took it from him. Because, you know, usually when you're in primary six, right, you take at least two two common entrance exams, your top two schools, or maybe even the top three schools your parents prefer. Well, guess what? I took only Nigerian Navy Secondary School common, common entrance exam. Thousands of people write that exam every year. About half of them will make it to the interview. And then a fraction of that number will be admitted into the school. What more, I didn't even do any special lessons. My dad bought me the common entrance pass questions and we studied them together. That was the kind of mindset my dad put in me. He told me that, Chide, you're the girl with the computer brain, because that's what he used to call me, the girl with the computer brain. You're the girl with the computer brain. You don't need to write multiple exams. I want you to go to Nigeria Nigerian Navy. I believe you can pass the exam. So why not just focus on that? So every time I've ever done something remarkable or outstanding, best believed it was me doing it in spite of fear. Now, sometimes, depending on what it is, the fear might not be f- foremost in my mind because like I said in my in the last podcast, when you prepare, when you p- prepare well, you would take out a lot of things that w- would have caused you to fear. It feels like you are taking a risk only because you feel you are not properly resourced for it. You feel you you are so certain you will feel because you have not prepared for it, right? So preparation does a lot to curb out the amount of fear that you have. But it's not everything in life you get to be prepared for, right? There are times when things come at you and it's like, wow, you just need to make a decision in that moment. And there will definitely be fear. But this is what helped, what, what has always helped me in such moments. Weighing my options. What happens if I don't take this leap? I would fall with this, with the floor, you know, whatever situation it is. I just weigh my options. So every time fear has crept into my mind, I weigh my options. And if I have the slimmest chance of doing it right or getting what I want, I take it. So when fear crept into my mind that day in just one, when I was to give that speech, that that was what worked for me. I told myself, I am here already. Everyone is listening for what I have to say. I will either do great or mess up, but I have prepped to do great, so here goes. You know, another lesson from today's gist is the power of motivation, right? Remember in the last po- in the last po- podcast, I spoke a little about mo- motivation. But here is a clear example. I had seen people called up on prize giving day in that primary one third term. And I told myself I wanted to be called up the next prize giving day. So, and that motivation, I believe, is part of what took me from 16th position in primary one third term to first position in primary two first term. I was just a child. One will say I was an unconscious competent. You know that's a term I learned from my coach, Mfonikpo. It means to know something but not know that you know it. You know you are you are applying a principle but you don't even know that you are applying a principle. Yeah. So there you have it. That's episode two of my birthday series. I was really hoping that I'll be able to slip in one of the lessons I have learned from watching Michael Jordan's Last Dance on, le- on Netflix. But um, that will come in eventually in subsequent episodes. I watched the last episode today, episode 10. And I think I'm going to watch it all over again because, trust me, there's a lot to learn from that series. Um, if you haven't watched it already, I think you should. Um, in the next episode, you won't be hearing my voice alone. Uh, there will be someone with me on the podcast until then i remain your sincerely chidi isaac aka ci magic my birthday is on the 27th my birthday is 18 days away and i am excited um yes i still plan to give out gifts even as i anticipate receiving gifts from you um until the next time i love you